This is Salvador from the Atlas Moth, and this is our song Actual Human Blood off of Coma Noir. You're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Woo! Welcome to episode number 22 of Epitome of Submitting, your favorite allegedly noted podcast. Deuce, deuce. Motherfucker. Deuce, Ah, uh, we got one hell of a show today. But and how do we know? Because we already recorded Because it. it's already done. <laughs> <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the show, you need to fucking not stop because it's about to get down. weird. down. <laughs> strap yourself in. We're going for a ride. So we just got done interviewing... Well, you you hear the mu- you heard the music. He told you who he was. We just got done interviewing that guy. Yeah. Stavros, the motherfucking man. And uh so since we already know how the interview went, it was like an hour of hilariousness. My he's face a, hurts. He's, and he uh, he is he he's, he's not run, he does not run out of like, you know, places to take the conversation and stuff. It was so easy. There was no blanks of like, okay, what do we say now? It's just like some, I mean, some of the questions didn't even get answered because we went off on better tangents right. than we were right, trying to right, steer right. anyway. His whole thing about front man that <laughs> the front man moves. Yeah, yeah. we can't spoil any. We we can't spoil right. any of the stuff. But take a listen, and well, that's what we're going to leave the show as. We're not. Are we going to talk about what we listened to this week? Yes, we'll do that real quick. All right, what we listened to me because it was just a gigantic busy week with that stuff. Atlas Moth, the Witch Ripper, which. We'll review, we'll review next, next week. week. Clint rolls his eyes because it's not his thing. It's that he not brought that up. at all. It's not part it's of not his thing. It's not that at all. I listen to a lot of typo negati. Which I don't. It's not a. Okay, fine. Clint. Clint I didn't, what album? Apparently, wait, wait. What uh, album? Apparently, I didn't listen to it at the right time for Clint. I mean, he has <laughs> to find that. a problem It's just with that I expect you to I say did. bloody kisses. Why did you draw a blue duck? Because I wanted to see a blue duck. <laughs> God damn what it. What album did you listen to? Bloody Kisses. And October Rust, motherfucker. Okay, Kiss my ass. There you go. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> back to back while it's mowing my grass. <laughs> and there was another band, too. If you can listen to those back to back and not be done cutting the grass. No. You've got too much fucking <laughs> I grass. I wasn't done cutting the grass. <laughs> You've got too much The last 20 grass. minutes was complete silence. because Holy I didn't feel like... <laughs> fucking balls, dude. That's, that's, that's And that's repeating. A couple songs. If the couple songs I like, I'll rewind and re- listen to them back to back. <laughs> that's nuts, man. That's too much grass. So, yeah, that's fun. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, hurry up. Hang on, let me take a drink. <laughs> I'll let you take a drink. You got bitey on the bottom. Chompy. Dude, chompy. That's awesome. Oh, my God, dude. You're not going to get to talk about it. We nope. <laughs> you caught it a show. Son of a bitch. So, I went and saw Red Fang and Big Business uh, Wednesday here in Columbus. They were awesome. I'm sorry, I gotta keep it tight because Stavros is much more interesting than this. Yes. Uh it was a good show. If it's coming to your town, go see him. We should be talking to big business here soon. So you got that coming. Uh I listened to some Weed Demon because I'm going to see them tomorrow night, which would be Saturday. Uh and for some reason the new clutch, maybe a lot. And then uh of course 
Atlas Moth, because the album is Coma Noir. It's fucking awesome. You should hear it. And uh, here's Stavros to tell you more about it. Beep, boop, blip, 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 ring. All right, so we got him on the phone. We got Stavros. What's up, man? What up, dude? Where are you at, Stavros? I am in my kitchen in Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. What's for dinner tonight? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a cup of black coffee and uh, play some Fire Pro Wrestling on uh, on my Xbox Three or my uh, <laughs> my PlayStation. That's what's gonna go down tonight. Oh, I got I a lot it. of laundry to do before I leave for tour. So it's, uh, yeah, dude, the tour starts what next uh, the twentieth, right? Well, we, uh, we leave Wednesday, but we start Thursday in Philadelphia. Nice. Yeah, At, uh, so. What are you, you? You're not starting in good old Chicago. No, no. Actually, it's funny. We uh, Chicago's we, like right in the middle. So of it. we have two tours back to back. Is really what it is. So we're starting tour next week Thursday with uh, Zayao and Yashira, and that goes until the 29th, I think it is. And then we actually are playing here in Berlin, Illinois, which is the worst. <laughs> um, I, if, I I hate playing in the suburbs. It's just the whole thing. I live in the city. You know what the hell? There's only like thirty thousand venues here for us to play. <laughs> right. Um, it's ridiculous, but then uh, yeah, I, I would like to like, point you know, out that you know this is being recorded, right? Oh, I'm well aware. I'm All right, just make sure you should come to the show, buddy. Well, just for the record, if you, if my friends were playing out in the suburbs and I had to go see them, I might you know have to work. <laughs> if I'm you were sorry, coming to Columbus, we'd like be going to the damn show. But <laughs> yeah, you know, come on, play in the city, dude. Uh, but yeah, then we uh, then we're off for like three days. We're gonna hang out in Baltimore. Uh, and then uh, we start tour with Paradise Lost and Soul Stuffer. So, and then we're back in Chicago on the tenth. We actually we uh, we end tour in Pittsburgh the first time, and then in San Francisco. So I got a long drive. Whoa, home hold on that. a minute, San Francisco. Yeah, I did not realize you hit the West Coast there. I knew that there was a two tours thing, but I didn't realize how far reaching the. Uh... Oh shit! I you just said it, and I already forgot the band on the second one. Paradise uh, Lost. Paradise Lost. Yeah, Soul Stuffer. I didn't realize that that went that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it starts in Baltimore. We go up into Canada, Montreal, Toronto, come back down to the Midwest, hit Chicago, do like Kansas City. Then we do like Salt Lake City, which is – I said I'd never play Salt Lake City again, but I guess I'm playing Salt Lake City. And then, <laughs> and then we do the entire West Coast down, and then we have to drive our asses home to Chicago. Shit. All right, man. Well, That's, uh, when's that wrap up? October 21st. So there's so, not a lot of days off in between. The, the Paradise Lost Tour is a lot of days off for them, but we're not taking days off because we're stupid. And, uh, <laughs> or smart. And I think that's smart. Sitting around. Yeah, you so. want to play music. Who the fuck wants to sit around? You want to play? The, you want to play st- shows? Hell yeah! I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, we started this band going on eleven years ago. Okay, right. and I was how old was I? Twenty four. So when I was twenty four, I was all about playing every single day, never having a day off, etc., etc., etc. Matter of fact, the first time we played South by Southwest, we played 10 shows in six days. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> if you notice, the math on that is totally off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, nowadays, you know, like we're all in our mid-30s and uh, we have lived a hard life. So it's not been easy on our bodies. So a day off is pretty cool. Uh, I prefer to have days off in places where – you know, there's a reason to have a day off. You know, like I was saying before we started recording, spoiler alert, everyone missed <laughs> something. Um, I said that I have a lot of friends elsewhere, you know? So it's like, it's always good to have a day off in a town where we can hang out with some of our close friends that we've known for, you know, right. a decade. Right on. Real quick, yeah. real quick, because we got at this kind of fast. Stavros, Stavros, you already know, is in the Atlas Moth, but he is 
singer, guitar player, uh, front man. Sure. You know the the guy screaming his ass off, dude. That's me. <laughs> I obviously you sound good on the, uh, you know as we're hearing you, but your voice is one of those voices that I hear and think, man, that that it almost hurts. To, you don't sound like you smoke 10 packs a day. You do not think. sound like you smoke 10 packs a day, and it doesn't sound like there's an option there. Oh, well, you know, I smoke a pack a day. Oh, nice. That's for sure. Yeah, and I probably smoke another pack of weed a day if you want to call it. Like, you know, like, weed <laughs> on there. There's definitely a lot of smoking that goes into it. But, you know, it's oddly enough, um, I've heard this a bunch, particularly with our new record. Yeah. Um, And Sanford, when we were recording it, he, like, got me to hit this register that I hit throughout the record. And it's actually like way easier for me to do than I used to do. No shit. Yeah, it's really weird. It's actually like there would be days on tour in the past, like before we did this record, where you know I would definitely be able to be like, "Oh, my voice is just is cooked today." You right. know, like I didn't get enough sleep, or you know, I, I'm just sore, whatever it might be. Uh, and now it's like he like pushed me to 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 get into like this certain register of my voice that's like. So much easier, oddly <laughs> nice. enough, and it sounds vicious. Sounds great. No, <laughs> yeah, it does world. sound great. Uh, the producer thing is is something that I made note of and wanted to ask about because Coma Noir is the first one with an outside producer, right? True, true story. Was yeah. that whose idea was that? It was a group thing. Um, so, like our 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 keyboard player, guitar player Andrew, has recorded all of our records before Coma Noir. Um, and truthfully, man, like because of how the music industry is going you know um it's a pretty rough trade you know there's not a lot of money to be made um you know he has a a wife not that that's necessarily a thing that's like hindrance of us but like you know he's uh we're all getting older and it got to the point where he was pretty much burnt out on recording records the keyboard you know? player. yeah yeah the, yeah the, he plays synth and guitar uh and he was he was pretty uh, just kind of done with it you know and um in actuality you know like We've gotten, you know, um, there's not a whole lot of things to really, like, hang your hat on when you're a musician. You know, like, there's not a ton of money or anything. Um, like, there, there's there's some good things that make you feel good. Playing in front of a cool crowd that's sure. really India or, you know, having somebody email you and say that you helped out. Like, those are, like, the little things that make it all worthwhile. Yeah. You know, and, and, like, you know, the little milestones, you know, like. Uh, we opened for Neurosis at, at the Metro on in Chicago. Hang on, 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 trigger, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can't, I can't let that one pass. I'm, I'm a gig fucking Gundis Neurosis <laughs> fan, uh, and I kind of wanted to figure out a way to pigeonhole in a question here, and you just gave me the end. Uh, well, yeah. So <laughs> you, know, look, you guys you know, more or less. Just wrap it up, and then you can get into your neurosis. Go for it. Go for it. Here, uh, more or less, uh, it's kind of one of those things where, like, we we've done so much cool shit, but we never had that outside producer. Like four records in, you know, we we're like, all of our friends get to record with like all these big producers. Why didn't we do that? So <laughs> right. Sanford's like one of my best friends, and um, yeah. So we were like, let's go with Sanford. Well, so and coincidentally enough, I can segue you back into neurosis with one of my other best friends is Scott. So. There That's yeah, because I'm coming back to mirrors for psychic warfare. But hang on just a second. I want to tie up some things with the producer. Okay. Uh, that there's an there's a noticeable difference. There there's fun 100%. stuff, and yeah. it's like your older stuff is more post metally, i.e. neurosis. Uh, but this one, Komanor, comes right out and just pretty continually 
keeps the pace up and the energy and is it just seems like it has an intention to be aggressive and it 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 nails it. If you want aggression, listen to the the last transmission song. Oh yeah, <laughs> the very first like you don't even breathe before that song no. starts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's real balls to the walls. You know, like when we uh, to get on like a darker subject momentarily when we did the last record, um, Andrew, our, our once again the guy that plays synth and guitar that was recording our records, he was uh, coming off of like a double hip replacement. So, like, he was on a lot of painkillers. My mother was uh, getting really sick with cancer, wanted to pass it away while we were recording it. It was definitely a bummer of a record. And it was, I'll tell you what, I don't regret any of it because it was very cathartic. I know a lot of people out there have uh, related to it in their own way, which, like I said, that's one of those little small victories where you're kind of like, cool, you know, records helped me get through stuff when I was growing up, and now I'm giving that back, which is great. Right. But um, truthfully, Going out there and playing that record, it was it's a it's a great snapshot of where we were at that time. But like, man, was it mentally taxing to, for me to sing those songs every night? Uh. And was it, you know, we were in a weird place and we were we were bummed. And I think it comes through, you know. Uh, and we basically got to a point where, like, when we started writing this record, we were like, you know what, man? Like, I want it to fucking rock, you know. Like, it, the last record didn't rock. You know, like, I want to get up there and headbang and, you know, have a balls-out record. Stavros, you know? nailed it. <laughs> I love... No, I, mean, I did my job. <laughs> I hate I hate the heartache that led there, but I love that story, and yes, fucking nailed it. So get to your... Well, I'm neuro- glad I nailed it. That's great. Get your neurosis. <laughs> yeah, you okay, I'm going to circle back to my neurosis thing and get yeah, my yeah. nerd on. Uh, a, obviously, neurosis is neurosis. Moving on. My favorite band ever, dude. I, my guy, my guy. What What are your feelings on Call of Luna? Just because I got you on the ear here. Wait, what's up? What are your feelings on Call of Luna? Call of Luna. Yeah. I absolutely love um, the Beyond. Really? When that record came out, I was in college, and like this was you know before the internet was super awesome, and you could find all sorts of shit. I remember buying an issue of like Kerrang or Metal Hammer, you know, something like imported. Right, metal right, right, right. And I saw the Beyond, and like all of them were in like pea coats, wearing like with <laughs> umbrellas. And I was like, who the fuck are these guys? You know, and that Beyond record is so fucking heavy and balls out. And I like their other material, you know, but like there's just something about the Beyond that really fucking does it for me. Nice. Okay. Anyways, so yeah. your buddies with Scott Kelly, apparently. What's up? You're buddies with Scott Kelly, apparently. I am. I am buddies with Scott Kelly. Is this a wrestling thing? Because I know he's a wrestling guy this too. Is, well, so, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I did. So I'm, I'm kind of like I'm considered the unofficial extra member of um, Corrections House. Uh, their words, <laughs> not mine. Okay. I would never put myself in that position. But um, I've done all their artwork uh, when they were starting to get together, like. I mentioned to Sanford about how they should all dress up like kind of like militant and in uniforms and shit like that. Um, and when they were first starting out, they wanted to do t-shirts and they were like, yo, we want to put like, we want to put our logo on celebrities heads. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay, I can do that. You know, like kind of like old school punk rock looking t-shirts, right. just like their, their logo. On we the are board. the sex pistols. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, I'm into this. So I, uh, I started doing a couple and I sent them over to him. And then, uh, I mean, I'm, I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. And all of a sudden, I got a text from Sanford being like, hey, Scott wants to know if you can do a wrestler. 
And I was like, oh, bitch. You know? <laughs> like, so I was like, well, give me that fool's number. So I texted him like, yo, dude. Like, and I, I sent him a picture of my extremely epic and amazing wrestling action figure collection. And <laughs> I was like, hey, just so you know, all of your artwork is being made. Because it was in my office at the time. Like, all your artwork is being made next to this. <laughs> you know? Uh, and this Who is, more uh, qualified? After we played with Neurosis, um, but we, we, I mean, we were friendly, but we weren't, we didn't have a common ground. And, uh, yeah. And since then, you know, like, yeah, we, t- I've been texting with him all day nice. about wrestling. Dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then you end up, I'm assuming that after that is when you end up on tour with Mirrors for Psychic Warfare. With who? Uh, it was Mirrors for Psychic Warfare, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So more or less, you know, um, we were going to do that tour in February when a record came out and I was like, man, we need to find another opening band. And I was like, you know what? Why, why don't I take my two closest friends up? You know, and right. they were looking to tour at the same time, actually. So I was like, yo, dogs, let's <laughs> do this, you know, and uh, it was pretty awesome. It's kind of funny because a lot of people were like, dude, like, how does it feel? to have Scott from Neurosis. That's exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, because I don't think about that. Like, Scott, by all means, he's just my bud. You know, like, and yes, I grew up with a poster of him on my wall, and that's definitely still there, and it's not like I sit there and, like, you know, tell him all that, you know? (laughs) I don't think about it in those regards, because, like I said, he's just my friend, you know? But uh, after he's told me, after someone brought that up, I was like, snap, I did something, you know? Yeah, but dude. I accomplished something in this world, you know. Like I, uh, uh, I think, I, yeah, you could have said that before that, but yeah. you could have said that. <laughs> you could have said that before that, fucking clearly. Right. But that was a uh, that was a fun turn that neither one of us were expecting. And uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I knew about the Mirrors for Psychic Warfare tour previous to this, but I didn't know the. And I know that Scott's a big wrestling. Anyways, moving yeah, on. Yeah, no, I, I'll tell you what, man. I've said this to a hundred people. Uh, I have made more close friends uh, in the music business over wrestling <laughs> than I have anything else. That's so oh fucking. Gosh. That's 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 so funny in so many ways, dude. That's awesome. You know, it's like it's like you know being a, a Trekkie or like being like into D and D or something like that. <laughs> right. Like one of those things that's a personal thing that not everybody gets. You know what I mean? And you don't bring it up. Because so many people go like, oh, well, you know, it's fake. <laughs> oh, you actually like that stuff, yada, yada, yada. So it's like when you meet, I, this goes across the board. It's not just people with bands. But like when I meet somebody, like when I'm wearing a wrestling shirt and somebody else is like, yo, you like wrestling? It's like immediately there's a weird bond, you know? And it's like just one of those things. I can't explain it. I, I, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Same thing. <laughs> okay. So anyways, moving on. Um you sure you don't want to talk about wrestling? <laughs> I am, I, we are, uh, I guess we should We'll start a whole other podcast. We should actually, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for it. We're not actually wrestling people. It's just. What I else do you guys like? Comic books? I like comic books a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've actually got a handful of graphic novels sitting here next to us as we, oh, okay. as we record. He, call, he calls them graphic novels. That's what they are. That's what they're called. The comic books are in the other room. That's the fancy word. That, that's, a, that's a proper term. That's a scientific term. <laughs> we'll try to keep it, it tighter. Um, how about this? I'll give you a, a quick funny anecdote. I went and took my nephew to dinner last night. He's 17. He's a senior in high school. And he showed me some app that some kid made for their schedules, which I was like, that's blowing my mind, by the way, uh, that some kid's making an app right. for his schedule. Like, what a nerd. <laughs> you know, like, if, all, if you're going to be able to make an app, you're going to go with your schedule, door, right. you know. But regardless, he shows me his schedule, and he has a class called Graphic Novel, 
where they read graphic novels and do book reports on them. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Right? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that bullshit? Like, I barely got through high school because all I wanted to do was read comic books and smoke pot. Right, because you know? classes like, like graphic fuck? novel fucking one weren't available. Yeah. And he was like, I'm like, dude, I had to read how the cage bird sings and of mice and men, of you mice little and prick, yes. you know? Of mice and, and he's men. like, oh, yeah, I have to like finish reading Batman year one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, poor fucking baby. Right? Like, I've only read that thing eight times and I didn't even get a grade for it. Like, fuck you, kid. <laughs> eight times. But yeah. So. Nonetheless, I'm a, great, I'm a fan. So. Oh, <laughs> I noticed. Oh, God. It's, uh, buddy, you're a lot of fun. It's, uh... <laughs> I, I try to be. Uh, um, Speaking of a lot of fun, yeah, we're, we're it's gonna, hard to steer this. I, it is, dude, it's impossible. <laughs> it's just I'm going to say words and we're going to see what happens. All right. Um, speaking of saying words, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to refer back to the Zayas interview that uh, we talked about earlier. Oh, sure. Uh, they mentioned something. This might be a talking out of school thing, in which case we can delete it out of this and all that fun stuff. Uh, they mentioned that there's a possibility that you might do some vocals with them at some point in time. I've talked to them about it. You know, uh, I think that they want, like, singing vocals, but I'm always open to it, man. Like, here's the thing is that, um, so the Atlas Moth, like, when we, we get offered to do a lot of stuff, like, in town, like, opening up for friends even, or, you know, like, yada, yada, yada. And that's not really our bag, you know, because we tour so much. So it's, like, it's kind of counterproductive for us to play Chicago a ton. Right. Because most likely we're going to play it on tour, and we want to make sure that our tours when we come through on tour, especially if we're headlining, that, you know, the shows are great. Sure. You know, so we try to limit the amount of times you play here. And this is something that actually started a couple of years ago uh, when I started that Chrome Waves thing that I did. Um, if you heard of that I have not. record, I, I did. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what was that, but, but yeah, I read something I did, about I did that with the intention of being able to play shows in town. You know, like, so I'm always open to having, like, a gig, because those guys don't tour a ton. Because there's like children and jobs and stuff with them. Right. So like I've thought of, you know, like uh and I I like those guys, they're all my friends, you know. So I was like, maybe this would be kind of cool, you know, like in town I could have like a band to play, like open up really good shows with. You know, like, oh hey, the Atlas Ball can't do it, but my other band could. You right. Know? And I think Zayas, like, um, they're one of those instrumental bands to me that I, are they're fantastic at what they do by all means. But I think that there's like so many so much potential for killer vocals over it. You know? Yeah. I so, agree. like, I have I have definitely brought it up. Um, you never know. You know? Well, I like to surprise people. Oh. Yeah. No, it, it, that, that, that doesn't come across in the previous however many minutes we've been going. <laughs> <laughs> I have to uh, let my dog out really quick. Go for it. Uh, we're, we don't need to pause or anything, but I just let you know you might want to, um, you know. Come on, guys. Let's this, go is, this is just part I of the. Ex- edit all this out. Let's go. Come this on. is oh. the part of the Stavros experience, man. This is real this life. Is part of right? Let's go, idiots. Come on. <laughs> uh, Come on. Speaking of the Stavros experience, we want to hear how you pronounce your last name. Uh, I'm sorry. One second. What was that? Uh, we were talking about the, the the Stavros experience. How in the hell do you pronounce your last name? Oh, Giannopoulos. Of course. Sounds like a city. Right. Actually, to be proper, it would be Stavro Yanopoulos. Oh, the S is, is silent there, too. Only one of them. Right. You know? But at the same time, <laughs> like, you know, people are idiots, and they say gyros. So what can I say? Hey, you know? I'm Stavros one of those people. <laughs> well, so what is that? What, what what nationality is that, if you don't mind me? I'm Greek. Okay. And most people I'm might actually, know that, but I'm, I'm terrible at that. I'm half Greek. 
my father was from Greece. Um, so, you know, like first generation, my mother is from the South side of Chicago. Though. Ah, so, yeah. so I'm half out. like Austrian, <laughs> right. but like I said, it's a uh, totally Greece dominant GM. So you make great gyros. Uh, well, you know, you don't really make a gyro because <laughs> there's no such thing as a gyro. I love, but also, it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, that shit's like, that shit's chop suey, man. You know, that's chop not, suey. that's not a Greek thing. Yeah. You know, we're having fun here, Stavros. Instruct us. Teach us. Oh, I'll tell you. So, <laughs> in Greece, there's not really gyro, there's Slovakia, which is basically like, you know how a gyro is like a big cone of meat? Yes, sure. Right, delicious, delicious cone meat, you Absolutely. know, uh, that's shaved off. So, like, in Greece, when you go there, there's, like, beef, chicken, and pork, Slovakia, which, like, the best I can describe it would be, like, chicken, like, breast or thighs, I guess, I don't know, whatever cut of meat it is, like, filleted and on a spit. So, stacked, right? Okay. And then you shave that off into a pita with, you know. <laughs> and then you make that in the, in the cone. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's like a chicken, you know, gyro is... Not a thing, but you know, like the idea of meat on a spit that's cooked that way that you cut off into a pita is more of the traditional thing. But then you get to America and you know, bologna and chop suey and yada yada yada. Yeah. <laughs> bologna and chop suey, <laughs> a phrase I totally expected to hear today. Yeah. <laughs> and now, a quick word from our friends over at the Metal Experience. Take Woo! it away. Hey, I'm Morgan Danielle. And I'm Luco Blaze. And you can check us out on www.themetalexperience.com for the latest interviews featuring punk and metal bands from the Chicago area. And on our website, you can read interviews and reviews from bands all over the world in our blog section, either on Reviews from the Crypt or the Let's Chat Q&A sessions. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember to keep it metal. Woo! So, right. so let's uh, go back to some music, maybe? Absolutely. All we'll, right. we'll give it a shot. The boring stuff. The boring music. shit. Uh, I saw a picture of your new Flying V. How fucking stoked are you about that Hey, thing? I'm the guitarist in this podcast. I, I am pretty stoked about that. What is um, it? What is it? I didn't but, see the picture. Wait, what's that? Oh, it's a, it's a Dunnable, who's Sasha oh. Dunnable from Intronaut. Yeah. Uh, he makes some pretty sick guitars. And when we, we toured with Intronaut in Europe a few years back now, and um, I had been building my guitars for a minute uh, through warmoth.com. It's yep. basically like a site that you can like I know all order raw parts off of. Yep. You know, uh, it's really fun if you want to kill like 30,000 hours of your life and build a bunch of guitars you can never afford. And build a, uh, and build there's a, sweet a guitar ass, builder on there that's real intense. Build a sweet ass um, Firebird, maybe? But, uh, I have a Firebird. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yes. So actually, no, I built Jazzmasters. Oh, okay. Off of there. Okay. And I actually had built a Jazzmaster backup before I went to Europe that I didn't take with me because I couldn't afford to check two guitars. <laughs> um, but I told Sasha, he's like, hey, how much did you pay for that? And I told him, and he goes, hey, you know what? Like, <clears throat> I'm starting this company and building these guitars. I got like free wood. Like, I could probably help you out and build you something. So he built me a, a baritone Telecaster because I built I oh. baritones. Oh. And, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, hang on. He, hey, where you got me with neurosis a minute ago, you just got Brian with <laughs> Telecaster. <laughs> Telecasters, man. They're, they're oh yeah. They're yeah, my dude, thing. I, I had a Telecaster when we first started the band. I guess 72 that like uh, a reissue 72 that had like cumbuckers in it. Mm -hmm. But like if I wanted to go to baritone because I wanted it, you know, to be able to have uh, yeah. lower tunings and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, so I started building those war myth jazz masters. And then when he was like, yeah, man, why don't you let me build you a guitar? I'm like, all right, dude. Well, sure. you know what? Like, 
I love that Telecaster, but at the same time, like it didn't really scratch the itch. You know, you want to build me a baritone one. So he did. And then, um, you know, I loved it. And then I was like, yo, like build me a Firebird baritone. So he built me that. And then I saw his V's and I've just been had like, kind of like one of those things where it's like, maybe it's time for a V. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> so I every guitar player one. has that yeah yeah so i'm getting it on tuesday it, it looks gorgeous i'm pretty stoked on it yeah i'm just uh i'm like a little stressed out like i was telling you also before we started recording you know i had to go pick up my new cab from orange yeah uh, oh because we're endorsed by orange so i had ordered a cab and like i swear to god like i am usually the dude that totally sucks and like doesn't order anything i need for tour until like the shipping date, you know, <laughs> arrival date from shipping is like, once again, the day before I leave and I have to sit here and like freak out for a while. Um, <laughs> it's just my lot in life. And oddly enough, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be an adult. And I'm ordering <laughs> all like, wait, I ordered a bunch of stickers and pins and all that type of stuff for merch. And I ordered a cabinet. Look at I you. I told Sasha, I was like, yo, I leave my for tour the 19th, blah, 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 blah. And I swear I did this all at the end of August. I, I bought the guitar back in May. Nice. Just, he's a busy man. I'll give him that. And he is going to get it to me, you know, before I leave. But everything else, I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to have this shit with like a week to spare. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Uh, I got that. I got that cab today. My guitar comes on Tuesday, the day before we leave. And then like all of our merch is showing up on Monday. Oh, I'm good, like, you bastard. Good luck you know, that brand new like, guitar. It my phone this time. <laughs> Oh, that that could be a headache getting a brand new guitar and taking it straight away on tour. I'm a Ooh. little weirded out by it. Yeah, I'm I not bet. gonna lie. Yeah, I bet. yeah. I'm actually gonna bring my Firebird too for backup. Yeah. You know, just just to um, let the thing settle for a little bit, maybe. Right. I don't. You know what, man? I'm hoping that it's just a seamless transition. Well, yeah. Uh, but I'm also a big, uh, you know, proprietor of this statement that's like, you know, if you leave no room for error, then there <laughs> will be error. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Most likely, that guitar is going to fuck me up. <laughs> so, we'll see how it goes, though. Fucking tangents. These are awesome. Right? I, I fucking love it, dude. You've been a, you've, uh, man. Let, let's, let's circle back around here. So, what's, what's, I mean, we know you're going to tour. You, you know, obviously, you just released an album in February this year. Is there any writing or anything going on right now for the, for the next, uh, uh prosthetic releaser? We are always writing. Um, we have yet to start showing each other stuff. Um, I am very, um, the other guys are more of like, a, Hey, I just did this. Check <laughs> it out. I'm a guy that's like, I like to let things sit for a little bit before I present them. Does that you mean, know? is that riffs or is that lyrics? I always start with riffs. Okay. Riff yeah. first. But also the cool thing now is, is that, um, you know, so I'm only playing guitar on so many songs nowadays. Um, which has been a, a giant relief and yeah, I a new fun that. adventure. Um, just being a front man. You know? Is it, um, you know what? Before we get too far past that, how much of a transition was that for you? Where where you go from having to, you know, you feel like Ricky Bobby, I assume. Which, <laughs> like, I don't what, know what, what do I do with my hands? hands? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> and they just start lifting up. Uh, no, uh, actually. So we wrote this song in between the old believer and, uh, and Coma Noir. And, um, I was, I forgot exactly what was going on on the time frame. I was, I'm a pretty busy dude, but uh, the way we write and record nowadays is like we bring our riffs to Andrew's house and he has like a little setup for Pro Tools and we have an electronic drum kit and we sit there and we kind of write into the computer, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. And so we can record it. Like, we, I basically, and I use this term loosely, St. Anger it. You know, like we play a riff <laughs> once and then copy and paste it a couple times. That's like, what okay, I do. Here's your verse. Here's a chorus. Yeah, yeah, yada. And we'll write it and we'll have our drummer do drums over it. And then what we do is we take that demo and learn it, you know, uh, and then take it to the practice space and rewrite it and then bring it back and read them. And we do that back and forth until the song's done. So when we first started doing that, we wrote this song, which was a, on a split with Ken Mode. It's called The Sixth Passenger of Death. And I can't, like I said, it's been a few years now, so I can't remember the exact um, scenario. But I know that I was busy doing some shit, and these guys were getting together without me. And I showed up with my guitar one day when we were going to get together and go over it. And I listened to the song, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, you had any ideas to lay some stuff down? And I was like, I'll be honest with you, man. This sounds like a fucking song. Like, why, why muddle it up with more stuff? Right. You know, like, and it was kind of one of those things where those guys were really open to it. And, um, no, it was pretty natural, man. I mean, like, they say that I have great presence on stage. I don't necessarily think that, but they seem to be pleased with it. So that's fine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not much of a not much one to suck my own dick, if you will. So, <laughs> you know, like uh, I think that maybe I'm a good front man. I don't know. I like to joke around a lot with the crowd, and uh, and I do enjoy um, looking at the crowd. I'm not one of those guys that doesn't look at the crowd. Um, yeah, that's a that's a kind of awkward thing. I'm, I'm it's kind of fun to I, have somebody who's a front man to mention that because that's always a that's always a weird thing. I'll tell you what, I can, I'm so, it's not even a thought in my mind if there's a thousand people in front of me. When there's 30 on like a Wednesday in South Carolina, awful. <laughs> I don't want to look at those 30 people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there's, whenever we're playing like some festival or something like that, when it's packed, it's like, I'm going to look at everybody. Right? And like, I actually have like I'm a weird all like little game I play with myself where I like to try to make people laugh while we're on stage. You know, like, so, like, I'll spot someone, like, looking at me, and I'll, like, try to fucking crack them up. Right. You know, like, make a stupid face at them or something like that, you know? Like, it's a, it's just a thing, you know? So, like, yeah, it's it's weird. I actually, I love, I love being a front man. It's not even intimidating. Except when, like I said, there's 30 people there. And then, like, I feel goofy, you know, doing front man moves. (laughs) Right. You know? (laughs) Front man moves. Like, I was like, oh. Like, uh, I, I fucking cool. love this guy, dude. Cool, Hashtag you know? frontman moves. Hashtag frontman moves. Hashtag frontman um, moves. You got to have some swag. <laughs> you, uh, Brian brought a little bit of knowledge here when we were getting ready for all this that I didn't know. Apparently, you're a, a big Metallica fan. What, what, <laughs> kind of touch back on the St. Anger reference there. Uh, so actually, so I'm 35, right? So Same age as like, us. Same age. You know, I was I, my first concert was Metallica. In 1988. 88, nice. My sister took me. I have an older sister that's 11 years older than me. So she took me to Metallica. She wound up with an extra ticket. So my mom was very much into me, you know, experiencing things as long as it wasn't, you know, corrupting me, which, you know, she may have have missed the mode on that one. Um, You know, but uh, yeah, so I got to see that. I am a huge Metallica fan. As soon as Newstead left, though, I definitely had a thing where I'm like, I don't know if this band's ever going to be the same. I'm a load apologist. I, dude, um, I like load. I, I don't load. like reload. I, I don't like load. load's good. Reload's not. I could say that I agree with that to an extent. I think that you could delete like three songs off a of load and replace them with like three or four. And just do one songs, album. And we're yeah. good. Yeah. Right. They proved that not every one of their songs is worthy of an album. 
Right. <laughs> you know, I remember them saying something like that. Like, oh, like, you know, we uh, all of our songs are worthwhile. No, no, you're not. No, 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 no one's, not every band's song. Every one of them that I write is worthwhile. Sometimes you got to make sure people don't hear some shit. What, what, so, what Reload are, was a lot of that in my eyes. What are some other influences you got going on? I am uh, so obviously Metallica is huge. Neurosis is huge. Um, Deftones is a big one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they were a band that up until their last record, I honestly said they never had a bad record. Their last Gore. one didn't do it for me. Though. Gore yeah. is awful, dude. That that album. I didn't is like awful. it, man. I'll it tell is. you what, too. Like I'm as big of a Deftones nerd as I am a Metallica nerd, and they deleted the first song off that record at like the eleventh hour, and historically if you ask me the deftones track ones that's where it's at sure bored you know? my own summer bored uh my own summer i can't uh, remember what white pony is what uh Fexieria or whatever you say you know sure. whatever it's called um hexagram you know come on diamond you know? whatever it is so, it, diamond eyes isn't it something with horses on koino yukin koino yukin with swerve city which is the jam yeah, dude, that riff you is know, nuts. Uh, what's the hole in the earth is on on uh, Saturday. Every one of their first Sorry, tracks is the shit. You know, so right. uh, they're a band that like you know, like you know, some bands you're like, oh man, yeah, that band's last songs on the record are awesome, right? You know, Deftones is for sure a first track a front, band. Front half, and I put that, I put Gore on, and I was like, this, I want to hear this other song. Yeah, Gore is. I want to know what they awful. deleted. I think Your they boys, Metallica, up. might be a last song band. I mean, what we got there? We got Damage Inc. We got uh, Fixer, uh, Outlaw uh, Torn, Call of Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, the Outlaw Torn is actually one of my favorite Metallica. Outlaw Torn, I am simpatico with you there. That is a that song. That is a great song. Rules. That is a great song. Yeah, I re- yeah, Metallica, Metallica could be a first and last song there. Ah, oh, dude, <laughs> you are not wrong. No, I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like they always falter in the middle. You know, right. they get a little spongy in the middle of the records. <laughs> but the first, they gotta start and end one. You know. Okay. Anyway, what's what's nice about the, the, this guy's influences we've heard of? Right. A lot of times we well, ask he's these our bands, age. I know. The, all these guys have sort of been our age. We'll ask them the they'll name off nine bands I've never ever even heard <laughs> right. of. Well, you know what? Other big one is Nick Cave. That's a huge one for me. So, how about that weather there in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick Cave is like my hero. No uh, shit. How'd that happen? Oh, Nick Cave is the shit, man. You know, it's like Satan's lounge band. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, they have. It, you know, it's one of those. He's a. You know, it's Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, right? So you know, his bands, the Bad Seeds, whatever. You know, like they have like. They have like, I don't know, shit, 15 records out or something. They have a lot of material. Uh, and it, it goes the gamut, you know? It's a whole lot of different stuff. And that's something that, like, uh, another one of my favorite bands is Killing Joke, which is, like, the same thing where, um, you know, and it's something that we um, kind of take into account with our own band, where it's like we want all of our records to be different, but maintain some elements. You know, you're never going to get the same record out of us. which is, Right. You know, which is a blessing and a curse, you know, because it makes it, for a lot of people who nowadays have terrible attention spans to to stick with you, you know, uh, but you know, like the best bands in my mind, you know, Faith No More, Deftones, Killing Joke, Nick Cave, all the records sounded different album to album. But they always sound like the band. But yeah, yeah it's like one of those things where like you hear a Deftones tone of their guitar. Sure. You know, Carpenter's Deftones, got his, his thing. But it yeah. sounds different. We, you know? we were having the same conversation, but it was about Clutch right yeah. before we. Yeah. 
I'm uh, a I'm a pretty uh, anti clutch guy. Oh. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Trigger, 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 trigger. I'm triggering you. Okay, it's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> Hot take right now. You're gonna have to um, explain your fucking self here. I, I will. I will uh, I've got. I'm, so, I'm, hey, I'm I'm pointing Brian towards the delete button because we may just we'll just wipe you off of this now. Yeah, hey, that's fine. I'm gonna stick to my guns. All I, right. I, I, I bow to no masters. Okay. Um, so I, uh, first of all, clutch is a band that I could not avoid. Uh, in the sense that, like, there was a couple years there where they, they opened every fucking show I went to. <laughs> um, and it was just like, Jesus Christ, Clutch, again. What the fuck, you know? Um, For us, it was dope. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, time? So there was, was that time when the dope was everywhere. Chamber when they first came Cold, Those yep, are the two yep, that I, yep, yep. I always refer to in this regard. Um, I saw Cold Chamber, like, nine times in 1997. I swear <laughs> to God. Like, they were on every fucking tour. Um, so, like, yeah. Basically, between seeing them 9,000 times and not giving a shit, and then I was a DJ at this punk rock bar for years, and uh, not necessarily just a punk rock bar, but it, it, you know, had different nights. It, it's a rock bar, and I swear to God, every goddamn day I DJ some asshole, <laughs> Becky, Sarah, girl, one of those. Came in and wanted to hear that, you know, hey, 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 Vamanus, Vamanus, bullshit. <laughs> and oh no God. doubt this person with zero rhythm would jump on the bar and try to be a stripper to it. <laughs> fuck that band. Fuck that song. <laughs> yes. I'm uh, I'm not a fuck that band guy, but I'm just not a fanboy like Quinn. They're, they're I, just... uh, I'm gonna let you live on it just because the story is fun. <laughs> hey, listen, I have I have stories. It's the one thing I have. You know? I, so I, I, buddy, there's a, there's we've a few got bands that have reached that level and songs. Like I will never listen to Enter Sandman. I'll never listen to Ace of Spades. I'll never listen to Mother ever. <laughs> you know, and I'm a guy that can tune shit out. Right. Okay? Like I play music all day at the tattoo shop, and nine times out of ten, halfway through the day, someone's like, "Hey, can you change what we're playing?" We've been listening to this band for nine hours. Like, oh yeah, sorry, I didn't listen. I can tune it out. What? But what are you it, currently listening? As long to? as it's not Atlas Moth, you're like, hey, this is my fucking band. Right. No, I hate it when they joke. Then like they'll put that shit on when I'm working. I fucking want to kick him in the fucking <laughs> face. I hate listening to that band. <laughs> Bad thing. Um, Social Distortion is also a band that's a fuck of that band forever. But nah, you know, I'm uh, actually on the same page with you on that one. Yeah, fuck that band. They suck. You should never ever think that you can cover Johnny Cash. I, no one should. Amen. You're an asshole. Amen. Do have you heard? Uh, have you heard Devil Drivers cover? Speaking of Cold Chamber, have you heard Devil Drivers cover of When the Man Comes Around? Oh, good God, no! Oh, <laughs> that sounds fucking awful. They they come they they just cross the line of not shitting their pants with it. It's it's not oh. recommended, but it's also not vomit inducing it's I, it just right shouldn't now, exist vomit inducing for me <laughs> fuck that there's a certain i'm a big old country fan you know like um if it's in the 50s and 60s and 70s i can get down with it but like you just being in a metal guy i like like uh so i also have spina bifida right so um one of the most famous people with spina bifida hank williams right and so i'm a huge hank williams fan like you know we have a very large thing in common um that is pretty rare and uh I'll tell you what, I would never cover Hank Williams. Hang on, you know? what's what's the what's the commonality? Uh, I have spina bifida. You didn't you miss that part? I did miss that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's you know your spine isn't fully born uh, formed when you're born. Yeah. Uh, shit like that. I'm a very rare case. Uh, like he 
vomited killing himself because of pain. You know, like with doing morphine. Ooh. Uh John Mellencamp is another guy with it, actually. Yeah. Sorry, I was but most I people can't walk, most people that. don't live that long, et cetera, et cetera. You know? Um so like I have a I have a you know a special little spot in my heart for Hank Williams. Damn, but I'll right. tell you what, dude, I would never fucking even dare. Most some things do. just aren't aren't right to be covered, man. Right. You know, like and and cash I, and and especially as a metal band. I, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna push back because I saw Jamie Johnson do Country Boy Can't Survive and it was it was worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, hey man, you know, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this. There's a country guy doing a country song though. It was it's and it's not like he's putting it on an album. He just did it. <laughs> and the only reason he did it live was because he was two hours late because his tour bus got lost. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, it's complete sidetrack. We're, rabbit holes. That's that right. sounds that sounds like you are justified, my friend. <laughs> uh, throw that. Well, he kind of justified. Well, you know what? Fine. I'll anyway, this, like as far as cover songs go, because we are always talking about cover songs. There's like a certain thing, the like, kind of rules in my mind. Like that, some songs just shouldn't be covered by metal bands. Like if you're not a singing metal band, especially some songs just shouldn't be covered. Period. Period. Yeah. When the band comes around, is probably one of them. Like I, I love the Cure too. Huge Cure fan. I can't imagine covering a Cure song. Sure. How how do you get that guy's fucking sound and do it right? It, it, that's what I'm saying. It it's, like, it's like the most. Noticeable and then there's things like also, some things when you scream certain. Like, uh, the rhythms, I guess you could say, of vocals, you know, like it just doesn't fucking work, right? You know, like, I, I, I don't think that it always works, and I think that a lot of people are like, Oh, yeah, we're just gonna do it, and that's that, right? Like, no, 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 maybe you should try it, every, see how you feel about it. Every asshole that's going into the idea of covering like Floyd's Wish You Were Here has just right. been just stop, don't do that. No, don't do that. That song no. is perfect, you right. can't do or add anything to it. It's not a right, thing. Yeah, and covering a big song like that, I think, is also a mistake because people are automatically going to be like, right. not as good as the original. You know, like we covered a Pink Floyd song, but it was off of metal. Which one? So I haven't heard that. Uh, Fearless. Nice. It's on our band camp. I will have to seek that out. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, a song that not, 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 many, not many people know. You know? Right. Like you're going to cover fucking, you know, brain damage. It's like you're asking for trouble. <laughs> right. You know, like what are you fucking doing? It's like you're automatically. I, you know what? All, it's kind not of, as good as the original. I'll, I'll tie this. <laughs> I'll tie this in a little bit. I saw. Uh, I saw Jerry Cantrell doing his solo thing, opening for Metallica on the Fourth of July here in Columbus. I was there, and he played Brain Damage Eclipse. Uh, wait, who did? Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, I saw that on the Metallica tour too. Uh, so same t- same 97 <laughs> or whatever the you, fuck you it was. You broke up there. Sorry, I was trying to j- just go with it. Yeah, uh, it was good. Right. He didn't. Re- he didn't record it though. Re- exactly. There is. I'll give you this. There's like, is it a recorded cover? Because that, or if it's just a live thing, that might be different. No, with Jamie Johnson, it was just a live thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the fence on that one. I, I get it. I get it. So there's let's tie this in. Metal bands, I think, could pull off a country cover. For the record. I don't know if Jocelyn did that. If you, I'm sorry, I missed that. I said there's certain dudes in the metal world that could probably pull off a country cover. You know, right? Like, uh, like a wino who does like his acoustic stuff. Like he could probably pull off a country cover. Dude, you know? that uh, that um, the the thing he does with uh, Von Till and Scott Kelly for uh, yeah. 
Oh my god, dude! All of the I didn't I wasn't really like versed in wino before that, but I bought that on Von Till and Kelly, and all of the wino songs are per fucking fiction. Yeah, no wino. I mean, we've toured with Saint Vitus. Um, he's an interesting cat. Let me tell you. I would. Um, I, I I don't. <laughs> the man doubt that. See, he's seen some shit. You know, um, um, but yeah, yeah, he's a he's a talent man for sure. I could I would not say that he couldn't cover a country song and it wouldn't be great. I bet it would be. I wouldn't challenge that dude to fucking anything musically based on no, that. No, no, I would challenge him to give me his phone number correctly because I still have the number he gave me <laughs> and it was eleven numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't correct him because I thought that was funnier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like, I'm not. He gave me his. He was like, take my number, man. Like he wanted to start a side project, which I was like, yeah, you don't. Right. You know, this this is end of tour talk. But like, what am I going to say? No, don't give me your number. Right. And I got it and I put it in and I read it back to him because I realized it was 11 numbers, you know, because you, you put it in your iPhone. It doesn't like look like a number all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, I was like, I looked at it, I read it back. He goes, yeah, that's it. I'm like, damn right. <laughs> all right. Damn right. You're fucking well, right. We got that going for us. <laughs> You're fucking damn right. It is. So I kept it just as a joke because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Alright, man. Fucking damn right. We're uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Uh oh, you, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> again, we started this out expecting somewhere between fifteen and thirty, and you are you're just a fucking barrel of fun. There's no god There's right, no so fucking way in hell this is the last time we do this. I'm saving your fucking phone number. You might get text messages <laughs> from me. I uh, I'm all about the return visit, man. Yeah, you know? no, we're definitely yeah. doing this again. We uh yeah. So we're we're gonna throw this out here just for the fun of it. No, real quick, real okay. quick. Go ahead. Just to you know get back to the the question of you know what's what's in the future for you besides touring. Do you have like you know a projected what you want to do? Obviously, nothing set in stone. You have guys ain't got together and done nothing. Are you, are you trying to go for you know twenty twenty maybe to to come out with the next album? Or I think that's probably about right. Yeah, we okay. don't want to take as long as we did this last one. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on and we were very much after old believer. We were very like, you know, like, fuck, what do we do? You know, like we were kind of came off that. We kicked out our drummer. We're all kind of bumming on our band, you know? So like there was a moment probably after old believer before Coma Noir where we were like, is this, are we still doing this? You know, kind (laughs) of thing. thing? And, uh, then we got our new drummer who's amazing and he lit a fire under our ass because he's like 25. Nice. And he made all his old dudes fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah. try to kick Put it up a notch, you know. So fucking useful um, people. There, there was a lot of transitioning and obviously change. Like you obviously can tell the change, right? You know, it's a more yeah. a different direction. So we threw out an almost an entire record that we had written in the interim between Old Believer and us getting him. So that held us back quite a bit for the best reasons, obviously. But right. um, okay, yeah. So yeah, we're going to keep touring next year. You know, uh, but I would assume probably sometime um, we're to start writing, you know, in between and then settle down in the fall, winter next year. If you and need then, uh, do some shit, you need people to preview it and let you know if it's good or not. Go ahead and yeah, you know, send, send us send a pre. Our way. Oh, oh, well, see, I already know it's awful. That's how you maintain putting out good stuff. You just hate yourself. Enough. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's, makes, that's my goal. Always. That, that actually makes a ton of sense. It does. Um, hey. The you you said something there in the build up that kind of picks my interest. Oh yeah. It I assumed it was uh a producer drummer combo thing, but then the whole light the fire under her ass. I, the, I I guess that was part, yeah. What was it 
what was the the bigger factor there in this record just being so much more straightforward? Uh, do you know what? Like, there was a there's a couple of things, right? So, like, we uh, we never really stopped writing. Like I said, I know for a fact because I show up to rehearsal, and if some one of the other two guitar players are there before me and we're not jamming yet, like someone's playing a riff. You know, like I said, I pick up a guitar. I don't play old riffs. I just start playing. You know, so riffs come out. You know, um, so we always are writing, but we had like you know, uh, fuck, probably like eight demos, real loose skeletons. You know, um, in between Old Believer before we kicked out our drummer after him. Uh, so like we put Old Believer, we're still writing. We had probably like eight songs and kicked him out, and we got Mike in the band, and he was just such a different drummer. You know, like that'll change the sound real quick. We had two drummers before him completely different than we had and we started playing with them and you know like i kind of had a thing where i was like listen like i'm not putting out a bad song in this fucking record i don't care about anybody's feelings <laughs> you know like and i don't care about if you hate one of my songs if we don't like a song if we aren't all 100 in on this fucking a song for this record we're throwing it the fuck out that's the old and faith no started, more thing what's up that's the old faith no more thing that we're uh, I, you know what? I completely sidetracked you. Keep going. Sorry. No, no, yeah, yeah, I, you're right. It's just like if it's not, if we're not all into it, then it's not good enough. That's my thought. And not, and this is, goes to the Metal Gorilla thing. If not all of our songs necessarily are worthy, you know, like it, it's, it's a, it's, we're a very collaborative writing band. So, like, if we're not all into it, then someone's eventually going to not want to play that song. So, what the fuck's the point? Right. <laughs> so, when we started like showing Mike these songs and these demos with him playing on them, it was so different than what we're used to that we were like inspired to redo these songs. And there's like basically uh, out of those songs, I can't tell you an exact amount, but I know there are songs that had riffs in them that we took that riff out with a new mindset because of how this kid plays drums. And we wrote with that riff, you know, like yeah. all of a sudden a breakdown riff turned into like, whoa, this is like a, a main riff or a verse or a chorus, you know, like because of how he played it. It was so different having such a technical drummer the, that I, like it made us look at everything completely different. So we were like, wait, hold on. Let's rethink all of this. I can you see know? that My, for me, you know, I, I you know, I'm the, the basement recorder. I, I, I drag like a simple drum beat and then, you know, I, that's where I start. Then I start writing riffs. And then, right. you know, we were looking for a drummer. And I'm like, you know, trying to tell these, you know, send these people with my stuff. I'm like, but. This could change. Like whatever you add to this, the whole feel and everything can change just with the addition. hundred percent. A drummer is yeah. a, such a key part. You're right. Uh, you can pull out. it. You can push it or pull it or drag it down or push it forward. It's it's all going to be on you. And I I'll write a a riff. You know that's completely different to you know even even if it's just programming the same riff that someone's playing live in front of you or the same drum beat. You know just to have that interaction between someone else sitting sure. there. You know, yeah. completely bring out a whole different song, a whole different riff, a whole different vibe, a whole different, you know, BPM, you know, anything. A absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've always said that, like, whenever I bring a riff to the the practice space, we're able to write like nine times out of ten of the drummer that we've had, regardless of them, like when they start playing, on it's like, wow, that was not what I thought at all. <laughs> you know, and right. like the thing was, our original drummer who was on our first two records, he was like slowly like besides his alcohol issues, which were abundant, right. um, he was slowly like taking away parts of his drum set, you know, like, so like <laughs> by the time we were like, he was talking about having like no toms, like by the time Wait. we were kicking him out. And I, part That's of me thinks it was him being an alcoholic, it's hard to just be drunk, <laughs> but like, 
it was funny because like we were getting more technical and he was getting less technical. And then our drummer for the old believer was just more of a straightforward rock drummer. And he wasn't really like us like on our level as far as like technicality. Yeah. Right. So like, finally, I think Mike is the drummer that I've been waiting to have the guy that like, I feel as though we'll get more technical as we go on. Oh yeah. It's funny you know how I mean? drummers to people who just, randomly listen to radio stations and shit like that are overlooked but the people who actually play instruments and try to make music drummers are a, they are the foundation yep. That's a, they're, they're, That's they're the driver yep. you know and like some of my favorite drummers are like you know Mike Borden from Faith and More or, sure. or Bill Ward who are who are guys that are pulling back a bit right but at the same time like you know both Funny of those bands with all two guys respect that, are one guitar bands funny that right? you mentioned you know? two guys that both played for Sabbath What's up? I said it's funny that you mentioned two guys who both ended up playing for Sabbath. That's actually odd. I didn't even put that into my thought process. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, but it's the thing that they actually are sort of similar in that in a certain way, you know. Uh, and, and in all honesty, though, that's just like at some point or another, like you have to remember, like when we started this band, right? Like my thought was like I want to do something between like down, neurosis, and cursed. Huh. Well, that didn't work. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's not, nothing like that. Like, <laughs> you know, like you, you, you have you have to remember that, like what your what you think your band might sound like isn't necessarily what your damn band sounds like. No, right? You know, it's all about and, the process. And you have to remember that, and, and you know that was the thing. It was like, hey, you know what, man? Like maybe we need a drummer that's like fucking sick. That is a death metal dude that can do different stuff. That has the wheelhouse of an incredible technical drummer, and he can pepper in that but also can hold down a group you know right. and that's pretty much like what we realize what our band is it's like a band that has a bunch of technical stuff but also can pull back and just you know jam Dude, you know I, so like that's the thing is like i don't think that we were you know really taking that into account i i love the the older stuff's fun i love the newer album and I think it's our best one. I, you know i, I gotta I, say this i gotta say this because they're a two vocalist band okay normally i cringe on two right, vocals. Yeah. Trust me, I've heard that. <laughs> Bands. But God damn it, if more people did it like you, because normally it's the guy screaming and then the guy comes in on the course going, eh, like singing, you know, like Yeah, you guys know that really fucking well. David, David, that's that's the other vocalist, right? Yeah, Dave does yeah. all like the uh singy singing yeah. stuff. Yeah. God yeah, damn you it. know, I'll tell you what, like I actually think on this record was the first time that we really got the split between us right. Dude, you know, it's like, perfect. I feel like for once it was kind of like there was a point i know like when we were younger and a little bit like less lenient with our writing and and not as open to change you know um there was points where it's like oh well i'm gonna sing on that part you know i better Deal with do it. that because if i don't then dave is gonna do it i know he had the same mentality or he'd be like well wait i'm gonna sing on that part too i don't care if you are you know and now <laughs> it's like very much and th that really worked you know and then i felt like it started kind of being like, wait, why are we always singing together? <laughs> you know, like, we, we should like break this up. And it, it, this time there's like a lack of ego in our band now. That's yes. incredible. It, you know, it, and, and it helps, you know, it has something to do with being mid thirties. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> Older yeah absolutely. You know, like when I was 26, it was like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm still kind of like this that. Entire motherfucker. I don't even care if I can't. <laughs> I'll be here singing. You know? Whatever you want to do back there. I'll be up here. Right. singing song. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Um, this is to, what I'm doing. <laughs> just for the quick little, to make it local thing, we, uh, we're we looking forward to Atlas Moth coming through Columbus, Ohio 
Um, even though that's not, not on the your current say, schedule. Are we coming too close? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not. Is, uh, is Lexington, Kentucky anywhere near you guys? Uh, well, sure. Just as Two much as south. Indianapolis yeah. or oh, okay. Michigan or <laughs> Pittsburgh. I is. always forget. I know there's parts of uh, Kentucky that are real close to yeah. parts of Ohio. No, we're right in the middle of Ohio. Yeah. Um, but, I always I always love Carabar. What? The f- Carabar? I have no oh, idea. Oh, in, in Indiana? Oh. No, it- no, it was in Columbus. Carabar? Mm-mm. Got us. Yeah. It <laughs> might not be the same thing anymore. <laughs> that was definitely the only place we played in Columbus ever. We played there three or four times. Carabar? No shit. I'll have to look it up. I don't know. You have to look it up? I think it's gone now. It was right by the highway. That's probably know. why we don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys are not from Columbus? No, nope. we are. We just haven't, we don't go, to, previous to the podcast, we didn't go to a ton of small shows because oh, okay. we didn't have the so, ends oh, to so find them and all that shit. <laughs> well, um, if you can make it out to any shows, you let me know. I'll put you on a guest list. Absolutely. Oh. Um, remember that when you get a text from some random guys. Right. Because right? <laughs> again, oh, I got to save your number because I'm expecting you to call me. Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely. You're, you're liable to get random ass text messages from me. We'll, we'll send I you love our, random ass we'll, messages. I'm we'll, about as random as they come. We'll so. send you our demo, then you can tell us about <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> totally. I'll, I'll totally tell you what you can change. <laughs> so, to kind of finish this up, not that you haven't been uh, funner than the look, best. I've this met, is awesome. This I've is met fucking awesome. a handful of barrels of monkeys, and you are more fun than all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I am the barrel of monkeys. <laughs> I can have fun in a paper bag. <laughs> and no that's... One thousand percent believable. We we have our our cliche wrap up question, so we're gonna propose oh, yeah, it here to you. It's the uh, it's the you're shipped off to an island. You get uh, to an island. You get one album. What's it gonna be? The Delouse in the Comatorium by the Mars Volta. Fuck me, running. Jesus, I he haven't answered. heard the album, but he nailed it without Man. a breath. That's normally like not a, t- a breath, dude. That album is fucking amazing. That's like a ten minute question. Normally, people don't know what to say. Yeah. And, I've but never been a one, big Mars Volta fan, but based on... That record came out in like 2000, maybe? And I'll tell you what, to this day, when I still put it on, I hear something I didn't hear before in the last 18 fucking years. <laughs> and I, that, to me, is a testament. Of a I'm, I, I'm, that's a good one for the island, because it's like a new album every time, I guess. Right. Right? And that's what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. Done. Well, Stavros, man, fucking like we haven't said enough, this has been a blast. Yeah, My face no. hurts. That, uh, like, that was the only one? That's it, yeah. That's I was just that's like it, buddy. Well, like I said, what does high score mean? You say coffee mug, and I say syphilis <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, usually we ask this question, and it's it's ten minutes of stammering, and then uh, okay, I guess I'll go with <laughs> right some it, album I never heard of. Nobody's ever just <laughs> fired off the fucking answer before. That was dude. I, I told you, I I'm very strong in my beliefs. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Noted. I do not waver. <laughs> Noted. We've we've seen that, right? All right, you've done seen it for sure. Now I expect when we do another call, you guys have both watched some pro wrestling. Uh, so, can't promise that. Several comic books. So the, I watched some rock. The the weather <laughs> here is all right. <laughs> you guys watch some MCU movies. And we'll get back to what we think Thanos is going to do. No, I've watched I've watched the damn movies. Like I said, I've got the fucking graphic novels here. I can I can do the the comic book thing. I can't do the wrestling. Oh, I'll make I'll, I'll we'll see if you do the comic book thing. <laughs> I've never girlfriend until I was eighteen. <laughs> I've read a lot of comics. Love oh this God. guy, man. This is- and I've also had the same girlfriend for seven years who totally accepts me being a complete nerd and buying toys <laughs> and comic books. So I'm real set in my ways. Nice. 
Oh Jesus uh, Christ, dude! Uh, how do you how do you even end this? We just I, all I, night. with a high five from Columbus <laughs> to wherever the fuck you are in Chicago. Chicago, come on now. <laughs> are you guys Cleveland Cavalier fans? Uh, buddy, I, he is. I, I don't is. really yeah. give a shit. Ah, about Craig Elo, never forget. <laughs> what? Craig Elo. Oh, I'm not that old school. I don't know who that is. He's the guy that Jordan hit the shot over. To right. Send your monkey asses back home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of talking shit to people from Ohio because of the Cleveland Indians and because of the Cavaliers. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, but the Indians thing's only recently. They've sucked for a long time. Yeah, sure. But you so can, is. You know, okay, fine. Whatever. Oh, it's not like the Cubs were Cubs. fucking hot That's shit for a thousand That's years. What I thought. You, you want to get that? Three to one. Whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember the hundred and some odd years. I'm pretty sure that was a thing too. Oh, only about thirty four of them. Oh my I remember. God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's all washed away hmm. in Game Seven. Didn't even matter. Anymore. And you know what? I hate baseball. I don't watch any baseball, but I'm still going to push back on that. No, I, I, uh, I'm a big baseball, basketball dude. So it's, it's how it goes. You got to escape from music somehow, you know. No bears, huh? I don't fuck with football. Don't bear. Um, I'm a, I'm not a, I'm a pretty short dude. Not really all that tough, you know. Uh, <laughs> football is a little bit too meathead for me, a little bit, you know. So no hockey, no Blackhawks. Uh, not so much, just because like I really don't get the game. Right. You know that I mean, makes sense. In all, like it's so hard to watch. Like, both of us have only you know, in the past know. ten years gotten into it, and both of us fucking love us some hockey now. Yeah. You know, do you know what uh, the guy uh, Andrew from the house was a big hockey guy? Uh, my my grandmother was the head chef of the Chicago Stadium, which is where the Bulls and Hawks played before they built the United Center. Right. So I sat at a lot of Bulls and a lot of Hawks games growing up, like you know, with my grandma because she was there working. So right. <laughs> like I definitely have a, a in my in my blood, but it's just like one of those things where I don't get the game. You know, basketball because of obviously the age group and where I grew up in the time frame with Jordan is a huge one, and then. Uh, I was, I'm a huge Cubs fan. I've had a lot of Cubs players in my family and, uh, my uh, mom's side of the family owns all the lots around Wrigley. So it's kind of like, you know, a family thing. Right. But, uh, yeah, I can't get into football. Also, I like the drama of 82 games. That's drama. That's drawn out. Drama is 16 games. (laughs) You might actually have a point, (laughs) but I'm sticking to my guts. Yeah. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't waver. Yeah, I don't wait. I don't fuck around. <laughs> but you know, you've I go been down with the ship, dude. I'm a captain. <laughs> you, you, you've been a ton of fucking fun, and I, for one, <laughs> well, thanks for having me, man. I, I had a good time. As yeah, well. no, we can't. We hope to see you guys live literally sooner than later, and can't we'll wait to fucking don't talk worry. to you again. Trust me, I'm not smart enough to stop. So <laughs> it'll go down. All right, Star Wars. It's been real. It's been fun, and it Here's has been real. Thanks for uh, dealing with me being late as well. <laughs> no, nah, you're good, man. High five from Columbus, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, have a good one. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too, man. Have a good one. All right, brothers. Later. How do you, what do you even, what do you, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was not expecting that. I was not either. That's it. The background, you you, right now, I know you can hear it right there is the Atlas Moth. The Atlas Moth. The Atlas Moth. Um, I'm not sure if we've told anybody here in this. Not today. Nope. Uh, we're on all the social stuff. Find us and like us on the Facebook. I think that's our new push here. We've got some reviews. Thank you. Appreciate it. We got stickers. We've got stickers. I'm going to be mailing those out. Uh, if you want one. 
Actually, by the time you're hearing this, they should actually be in the mail. I told a handful of people that they were on their way when we got the original stickers, and then I decided to wait until we got what I consider the better ones so I can send them too. If you want one, email us. Sure. Fill up that inbox. That way, my fucking... I can... Shut up, Brian. No, I mean, he's right. <laughs> Email us, EO stupidity. We only have a thousand, so you better get your order right now. Gmail.com. <laughs> a thousand. Yes. Holler at us if you want a sticker and you don't already have one. Where else are we at? We're on uh, Facebook. Where we're on the Facebook. That's our that's our aim here because that seems to be the less of the three big social networks that we've hit. So find us on the uh, Facebook, like us, things like that. That's how that works, right? I don't know what's going on with Facebook. Just follow us. Okay. Like us. Fine. Uh, we're on the the gram. We're on the twit. We uh, spot it, and then we're on all the. If you're listening, so now you're summing it up. Now, if you listen to this, you know where it's at. Really, I want to talk to you uh, post show and try to figure out how to get it onto all these other random ass places. I don't know how that people listen to these things. Until then, listen. That's good. That's good. All right. That's record. We're done. Bye. (laughs) Let's <laughs> fire!